Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. His faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. One Silver... Hurry, big fellow! I'm Silver! In the Old West, news traveled slowly through the wild, unsettled country beyond the Missouri River. Consequently, an eastern newspaper was at least a month old before it reached the Peel Log Stockade of Fort Leavenworth in Kansas Territory. It was Colonel Morgan's custom to digest every bit of news before he allowed the newspaper to be passed among the soldiers, trappers, hunters, and traders who crowded the stockade. Uh, interesting. Mighty interesting. Oh, Sergeant. Yes, sir? Yeah. You better tag this on the wall near the South Barracks so those who want to read and can read will know what's going on in the States. Yes, sir. Anything important in the news, sir? Well, it depends on how you figure him. Two old men died on the same day, the 4th of July. I think that's important. Two old men? Thomas Jefferson and John Adams. They passed away last month. Jefferson and Adams, huh? I guess that is news, all right. But I'll bet there ain't one out of ten that crowd outside who ever heard of them. Maybe not. 
Take up the beaver, anyway. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, wait a minute, Sergeant. There's a notice on the back page I want to keep. Yeah. Hey, by the way, Buford Fisk hasn't found a trail captain for his wagon train, has he? Uh, no, sir, not yet. And if you ask me, that Fisk gent is loco, trying to freight 18 wagon loads of stuff from here to Santa Fe. Well, there's nothing but engines and buffalo in there. Nobody's asking then. you, Sergeant. But I uh, would like to know whether you've seen a certain youngster hanging around the fort lately. Youngin? What do you mean? As I remember, he's about 16 or 17 years old. Light hair, heavy set, small for his age. Oh, you must mean that button-named Kit. Yes, I think so. Ain't laid eyes on the sprout since early this spring. I think he drifted upriver, hunting, maybe. If I see him, I'll... You go ahead and tag up the pyramid. I'm going over to the south gate and try to palaver with one of those Caw Indians. Well, there it is, gents. Latest news from the States. The colonel just got it about an hour ago. Ah, by the eternal, I don't know why I'm going to all this trouble. Ain't none of you buckskin colutes can riddle out them letters any better than I can. Oh, hello there, Mr. Fisk. Good afternoon, Sergeant. Mind if I take a look? Nope, not at all. <laughs> oh, cost a cent to read the colonel's paper. Yep, it's all free and... Oh, here comes a couple more gents who can read. Rene Dassault and Buck Garvey. Well, well, what is the news, Sergeant? There it is. Figure it out for yourself. Mm. Hiya, Buck. Hello. It's terrible. Major calamity. Ah, bonjour, Monsieur Fisk. And what is so terrible, may I ask? The death of Thomas Jefferson and John Adams. Nation's lost two great Americans. Oh, I don't know. What's a couple of politicians, more or less? Politicians? They're wise and intelligent leaders. Well, that ain't the way I heard it. What do you mean, sir? Perhaps Monsieur Garvey refers to the fact that Thomas Jefferson found the United States presidency a highly profitable office. Sure, he stole enough money in the Louisiana That's deal. That's a lie. Mr. Jefferson was a soul of honor and a true patriot. He's also a Virginian, my fellow countryman. Now resent your remarks. Why, no, you Buck, not yet. Here, here, don't you gents get yourselves riled up into an argument here on the parade ground. Colonel wouldn't like it. The sergeant is right, Buck. Come, we'll continue our discussion with Monsieur Fisk at some other time. Well, all place. right, but I don't like the idea that... You better watch yourself around those two, Mr. Fisk. They ain't a sidekick or bad medicine. I can take care of myself. Where's Colonel Morgan, Sergeant? He's over at the south gate, shooting a fat with one of them coy engines. Like as not, he'll be back in his office for long. Thanks. I'll wait here until he returns. What's that? What did you say? Kijigokwe Noma Homa. Yeah. Now, look, yeah. What I want to find out is whether your tribe will fight if a white man's wagons go through the Arkansas Valley. You understand what I mean? Top and under your cricket. Maybe if I can make head and tail of what you're trying to say. I know what he's saying, Colonel. I savvy that car lingo. Oh, hello, kid. Uh, the car going yours. Kaleo, how are No more. Kishigokwe. Chibonga. He says the car will not fight white man's wagons if they don't stop in car country. Yep. Thanks, kid. Uh, Apache Marcasio Monarchaget. Oh, yeah. He says the Apaches are different. And they have a chief named Cascio. That means the knife. Cascio will fight. Yeah. Monarchaget Wonga Tonambapu. 
He says if the white men don't keep their wagons here by the Missouri River, that they're fools. I've heard about this cause you vomit. Topping on the game, Mapu. What do he say? What's he leaving for? <laughs> Nothing much. It's kind of an old Indian proverb. He said all white men are fools anyway. Well, thanks, kid, for helping me understand his lingo. I... See, I thought I recognized you. Isn't you a first name, Kit? That's right, Colonel. What is? Nothing. <laughs> it's just Kit. <laughs> I noticed you when you showed up around here last spring. Oh, I've been to the Rio Grande and back since then. But I didn't remember until about an hour ago. What do you mean? I saw a little notice in a newspaper. I tore it out. Yeah. Oh, I... <laughs> That, that, that's printing, Colonel, and I'm not so good on my letters. I'll read it for you. It says, notice, to whom it may concern. Christopher Carson, a boy about 16 years of age, light hair, thick set, ran away from his employer, David Workman, saddle maker in Howard County, Missouri. Any information about Christopher Carson's whereabouts will You're be... right, Colonel, it's me. I'm Christopher Carlson. I ran away from that saddle maker because I wanted to be a hunter and a trapper. Not put a lot of lot of fancy stitches into leather. Well, I guess you can send me back, all right. If you want to. Uh, what's your pa's name, kid? Lindsay Carson. He's gone and... I mean, pa's been dead for almost three years. Lindsay Carson. I should have known it right off. You're the spitting image of him. You... You mean you, you knew my pa? Soldiered with him back in Pennsylvania. Well, gee, if you knew pa, maybe you won't. I mean... No, kids, I'm not going to send you back to Patch and Saddles. This country and what's west of here needs young fellas more than Missouri does. Oh, sure glad to hear you say that, Colonel. I'm figuring on heading north uh, for the fur country first thing in the morning. Why, north, kids? What's the matter with the Arkansas Valley? Oh, no, sirree. That's a patchy country, and I don't want any more of it. Yeah, you uh, see that string of 18 Murphy wagons lined up against the east wall, Em? Yeah. They belong to a fellow named Fisk. Buford Fisk. He's aiming for Santa Fe. Going to start a trading post out there. That is, if he gets to Santa Fe, if he can find a trail captain. I uh, thought maybe you might be... Colonel, uh... I wouldn't take a job herding a string of Murphys through Indian country for a million dollars. You heard what that car said. Cascio's down there. Well, I can't say I blame you much, Kit. But I'd sure like to see Fisk and his wagon train get through. Where you camped him? About uh, half a mile upriver. Would you take that job, Kit, if you had some help? Maybe with 50 or 60 soldiers, I might. <laughs> That's more than I've got in the whole garrison. <laughs> Why don't you uh, change your camp place, Kit? Move down river. Some mighty nice spots down there near the bend. Sure. I hadn't thought of it. Thanks, Colonel. Maybe I will. And drop in and see me before you head north. Yeah. Sure. Rennie? Well, how did you make out, Buck? Good. That fist comrade was still waiting around the Colonel's office when I went back. Well? Well, I did what you told me. Kept prodding him about Jefferson until finally he cracked wide open. Uh, duel? Sure. <laughs> a gent from Virginia has to defend his honor, don't he? Excellent. 
When and where will it take place? Tonight at sundown. In that grove of trees downriver a ways. You're going to be my second, Rennie? Naturally. It was late afternoon in a small riverside camp not far from Fort Leavenworth. Tonto was waiting for the Lone Ranger. Oh, ho, Silver. Oh, boy. Easy. Steady now. Ho. You've gone a long time, Kimasabi. Yeah, steady, big fella. I've been talking to Colonel Morgan at the fort. Have you seen anyone else making camp near here, Tonto? No, me not see anyone. Who come? Young fellow named Kit Carson may head this way. And if he does, I... Are you here, horse? Come plenty fast. That's Kit. There's someone with him. Come on, Tonto. We can cut through this underbrush and watch from the main trail. Ah. Oh, 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 oh. Ah, here's a little clearing. Is it satisfactory to you, Mr. Fisk? It'll serve the purpose. Sure. None of us will be here long enough to enjoy the scenery anyway. Let's get on with the business at hand. Of course. And in as much as you have no second, Mr. Fisk, I'll serve as an impartial referee. Let me examine the weapons, gentlemen. Who them fellas? Me not Sammy. It's a duel, Toto. I don't know who they are. The guns are in order. Now, gentlemen, you will stand back to back. I will count ten. And each of you will pace off an equal distance. At the last count, you will turn and fire. Do you understand? Very well. One. Two. Three. And shoot. I'm going to stop it. Oh. It's unfair. The man walking this way turned Five. around. He'd be facing directly into the sun. Six. He's being tricked. And I'm... Oh, no, you're not. I'll who drop that Eight. guy. Behind us, Tonto. Uh. Nine. Jump him. Ten. Uh, what the... He got him. Oh. I'm afraid it's too late. But I'll try. Behind those trees! Got them, Buck! I can't slide my head! Here, use my rifle! Let go my arm, Ensign. You got my musket. What more do you want? You stay down. I'd like to have your help, Kit. It would even things a little bit. Listen, I ain't siding any mast, I'll That's too bad. Colonel Morgan told me you were a good shot. There are two men against me here, and I... Colonel Morgan? Are you a friend of his? I've been expecting you all afternoon, Kit. But I didn't expect these men were trying to kill us. If you're a friend of the Colonel's, you're square with me. How can I help you with this engine pushing my face in the dark? There's only one man over there, Buck. Come on, let's rush him. Give Kid his musket tunnel. Uh, yeah. Can't sling lead as good as you can, mister, but I'll do my best. Good. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue our story. The addition of Kit Carson's musket to the Lone Ranger's well-placed gunfire soon had a telling effect. Both of those critters are hunkered down behind those rocks. Kind of hard to draw a bead on them. Don't shoot to kill, Kit. There's been enough of that already. Well, what do you mean? Ain't they the ones we want? Wait. Kimasabi, look. Fellas run away. Me see them. Well, they won't run far. I'll no, get them. Kit. Another killing wouldn't help the situation. Uh, weren't they doing their level best to kill us? Yes, but then... Now, there's a man lying on the ground out there that... Come on. I was afraid of that. The worst part of it is that the man who killed him can claim he died in a fair and honorable gun duel. Who is he? I'm not sure, Kit, but I think his name is Buford Fisk. Colonel Morgan was telling me about a wagon train waiting at the fort. Oh, to get... yeah, yeah, I heard about it. His sister's traveling with him. This will be bad for her. Yeah. Well, sun's almost down. It'll be dark in a few minutes. Thought and I'll help you carry the body back to the fort. I'll see the colonel and you talk to the girl. All right, stranger. But blamed if you ain't the queerest acting outlaw I've ever seen. Who are you anyway? Oh, that isn't important. Now we've got work to do. Come on. I, uh... Is this the Fisk wagon? Is there anybody inside? Go away. Please go away. Well, if you're Miss Julie Fisk, I just came to tell you about your brother. You see, I saw it happen. Stop talking about my brother. I know what you're going to say. It was like this. You'll tell me a man named Buck Garvey killed Buford in a duel on the riverbank. That's right. They were but over... But you're wrong. What really killed Buford was this horrible country. Full of savages and murderers. There's a few other people out here besides that Garvey critter and Rennie at the Soul. Rennie de He's the man who owns a trading post in Santa Fe. No wonder he lured Buford into a duel. It was the best way to eliminate competition. Hmm. You might be right at that. Of course I'm right. And now that he's gone, I... I'm left here with everything we own. Well, you mean you're not going on to Santa Fe? How can I? Colonel Morgan promised to get a stray driver for me, but he didn't do it. And now that Buford's gone, there's no use. Oh, I see. I don't know who you are, but if you've got money, you can bid for these wagons. If not, get out. Listen, Miss Julie. My name's Kit Carson, and I can't... I don't care who you are. Get out. Sure, I'll get. But first, you're going to hear what I came to say. I don't want to. You see, in a way, I'm responsible for the fix you're in. You? I didn't know anything about the duel down there by the river. A man was trying to save your brother's life when I prodded him in the back with a musket. But how did you... Well, maybe I can explain it better some other time. Right now, I figure you need a trail driver. I'm applying for the job. You? Why, you're just a boy. I've been to the Rio Grande once. I know the country. And besides that, I, I Colonel couldn't... Morgan tells me that your brother's greatest ambition to see his name on a storefront down in Santa Fe. Well, that's true, but... He wasn't a quitter. Even when he got prodded into a gunfight. <laughs> Guess the sand in the Fisk family didn't go no further than him. You mean... Yep. That's what I mean. Why, you're nothing but an ill-mannered, impudent... 
I hate you. Do I get the job? Are you a scared to head for Indian country? There's going to be a Fisk trading store in Santa Fe. If you're really a trail boss, Kit Carson, tell my drivers when you're ready to start. Oh, that's easy. The first thing in the morning. I doubt it. <laughs> you wait and see. Attention, everybody. Now, now, as you all know by now, we're going on to Santa Fe, even though my brother... Even though my brother isn't here. I've hired a scout and a trail driver. He's right here beside me. You'll take your orders from him. And his name is Kit Carson. The westbound wagon train reached Pawnee Rock, 300 miles from Fort Leavenworth, before Kit Carson sighted the first sign of trouble. He hauled the wagons and waited for two approaching horses. Well, good day, Miss Fisk. This is an unexpected pleasure. Not to me. And I ain't so sure it's unexpected. Who is he? Mr. Kid, Rene. The one who was siding the owl hoot down by the river. Uh, Kid, I mean Mr. Carson is my trail boss. Trail boss? Well, I didn't realize you were running a nursery, Miss Fisk. Just what do you two <laughs> gents want? There are Apaches up ahead. We want to join your wagon train from here to Santa Fe. Why, you... You're the men who murdered my brother. You certainly don't expect me to... How about it, to... kid? You must know the trail law. Yep. Much as I hate to let these varmints string along, Miss Julie. That's the law. The law? Why, you must be joking. When you're in Indian country, a wagon train has got to give protection to any whites that ask for it. I never heard of such a thing. We've got to do it. There ain't no way out. Sure, we know our rights. Rights? The whole thing is quite plain to me now. The three of you are in it together. What do you mean? I suppose there isn't anything your kind of men won't do for money. First you kill my brother. Then one of you pretends sympathy and asks for a job. Now when I'm 300 miles away from the fort, you, you'll claim that it's Indians who'll attack the train. Oh, no, Miss Julie, I ain't... And a... René Dassault needn't fear any competition for his store in Santa Fe. Then you'll divide within the fagans. Miss Fisk has an excellent imagination... Listen, Miss Julie, you're all wrong. But I guess it does look kind of bad. You varmints can stay with the train because the law says so. No. No, I won't allow I'll it. keep my eye on you. You'll ride ahead of the wagons on opposite flanks. You'll have to make your campfire outside the wagon, sir. That will be satisfactory. But just don't forget it. Oh, no. No. Oh, we're wasting time. Roll them, boys! The trip continued to be uneventful until late one afternoon. Then, just when the trail sloped suddenly into a deep ravine, the echo of a musket shot cracked sharply in the hot, dry air. What the... You're all around us. We're on the traps. Take the wagon. No, no. No, there isn't room to circle. You'll block the trail. Kit, what do we do? Well, we got to hold them off some way, but I don't know how. Kit. What? Where did you come from? Order the men to keep driving. Tell them to get off the seats and ride the couplings beneath the wagons. An outlaw. Indians, an outlaw. He's no outlaw, ma'am. And what he says makes sense. 
The Redskins won't shoot the horses because they'd have no way to move the wagons out of here. Can you climb under this one, Miss Judy? I'll, I'll try. Here, I'll help you. There. Easy now. That's it. Now hang on and keep driving. I'm going to straddle the bronc and make the other drivers do the same thing. Heedless of the flying led around them, the Lone Ranger, Tonto, and Kit Carson raced along the wagon trail to make sure that each driver had followed orders. While the wagons kept moving, the Lone Ranger suddenly sighted what he'd been watching for. Follow me, Tonto. Come on, Silver. Get up, Scott. There, behind that rock, an Indian chief and two white men. Ho, ho, Silver. Ho, ho, fella, ho. Go, fella. Go, fella. No, you're not. Steady, big fella. Cover them, Tonto. Chief, uh, me cover them. Shut up. Unless you'd rather stop a bullet. No, no, don't shoot. You must be Cascio, the Apache chief. Uh, me Cascio. Can you understand white man's talk? Uh, me savvy. What did these two renegades promise you if your tribe would attack that wagon train down there? White men say Cascio will get plenty gun. There aren't over 20 guns in the whole train. It's been tricked, Cascio. These men just wanted you and your braves to do their killing for them. And the white man's wagons aren't going to stop here in your country. They're going west to Santa Fe. They carry goods to trade with other white men for furs and pelts. He's lying, Cachio. Any critter wearing a mask like him is an outlaw. Call off your braves, Cachio, and I'll prove that I speak truth. Can, uh, can you make him understand what I mean, Toto? Ah. Cachio. Gomahala Ango. Kama Hogo. Because mm, you trust white man and Indian friend. Me do. Gomalango. Kamahogo. Uh, that's better. That's good. Now, Tonto, you watch these two while I take Kachio down to the wagons and show him just how few guns there really are. Uh, Don't worry. Watch it. You'll reach Santa Fe, all right. I'm sure the sheriff down there will make room for you. It was two weeks later when Julia Fist's wagon train was safely unloaded in Santa Fe, and she was admiring a new sign that had just been placed above the door of an adobe store building. The Fisk Trading Depot. It does look nice, doesn't it? <laughs> sure does. And it's a lot better than the one across the street that says... The Soul Brothers. <laughs> you know, I guess the oldest one will have to get along without Rennie for a while. He and Buck Garvey are likely to be in jail for quite a spell. Well, they're only getting what they deserve. Trying to wreck my wagons and kill everybody. Yeah. But they didn't get away with it. And that's the important part. Their scheme fell through the minute my friend found Cassio, the Apache chief. I know. But, Kit, there's one thing you haven't told me. Who... Who was that man who wore the mask? <laughs> Didn't find out myself, Miss Julie, till it was all over. He's the Lone Ranger.
The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated. Thank <laughs> you.